gunfire babble. Welcome to Conowin's Corner. Exploring the stars with three modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And I'm Conowin. Hi, Conowin! Hello! We Welcome did. back! It is so marvelous to be here, especially to speak on Scorpio season. Oh We've arrived! God. Can I tell you how much I love the fact that I know my big three now? And all of my issues with Scorpio have been resolved because I realize I actually am a Scorpio. Uh, you know, my rising is. Kind of a big one. It has changed my life. It makes me understand better how people see me and why. And I'm like, what the hell? And it's so thank you. It has been amazing. And I am excited for Scorpio season. Woohoo! Yes. We've arrived. It's officially like the Scorpio witchy dark season. I love it. I'm so mm. glad to hear that understanding Scorpio, <laughs> it's it's almost like that mere relationship. It's, oh, I see. Yeah. I see now. Yeah. I'm very glad to know that your big three have been helpful in that way. And Scorpio, mm. Scorpio rising energy especially is a really interesting one for any of you out there who have Scorpio risings in your life. I think you can attest to it. I happen to be married to one as well. <laughs> so, oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and my dad was is one. And yeah, it's 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 a really it's an it's an energy I'm very familiar with and love dearly. But it's got its quirks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And with a Sagittarius sun, mm -hmm. I actually feel like a Gemini sometimes. I must come across as two completely different people. <laughs> completely. Anyway. We're here to talk about the Scorpio season, which is starting on October 23rd at 9.21 a.m. Have the floodgates opened? Are we ready for me to just astro babble to the universe? Or First of all. Happy birthday, Scorpios. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay, and I say, and off go we go. For okay. It. <laughs> Here we go. So the opening chart, the ingress chart for when the sun enters Scorpio at 9.21 a.m. Pacific time, we have a lovely sun trine Saturn. This happens twice of a year. So this is a great time to initiate something like a project. It is a closing trine, so you actually might find yourself sort of getting reinvigorated with a project you've been working on throughout the year. But this is a new discipline, a new structure, a new schedule. It's in water, so the subject matter could be around like emotions or like art, expression, that kind of thing. And it's in Scorpio and Pisces. So this is really, really deep. And Saturn's been slowing down. We talked a little bit about this last episode, but Saturn is slowing down to go direct very soon. And so it's sitting on that zero degrees Pisces and just sort of churning in the waters over there. And we have the sun coming into that beautiful trine. So there's a lot of flowing energy, flowing for sure. Like is, when I say floodgates, it's like, the floodgates open and the water pours out and it's just, okay, what are you ready to invest in? And Saturn is lending its structure to that. But being, of course, in these watery signs, I think it doesn't have to have a concrete form. It doesn't have to be something physical you're manifesting or creating. It can be just a vibe. <laughs> it could just be an energy that you're trying to promote in your life. So that's starting off. But we also have this Mars opposing Jupiter, which whenever I see opposition Whenever I see oppositions to Jupiter, I think, okay, this is 
a good thing because Jupiter always adds some jubilance and buoyancy to any planet. So there's a lot of abundant energy and courage. We're willing to take risks here. Just be aware that it's pretty easy, especially with Mars here, to overinflate, overestimate yourself, maybe overexaggerate, uh, do something that might be a little too cutting, too down to the truth, too over... <laughs> With with Mars and Scorpio, it has a tendency to speak the truth whether you like it or not. So it might be like, oh, oh gosh, that was a little too painful. <laughs> uh, so just be aware that that's we're starting off Scorpio season with some real truth here. And I think like Saturn over there in Pisces has been very sobering overall. Saturn in and of itself is very sobering, but I think there's a there's an added weight to it within Pisces that we've been experiencing all year. So just be ready for something that might hit that's Ooh, okay, we've entered Scorpio season. Here we are. <laughs> this is the energy. But there's a lot of great like abundance here, I think, to take advantage of and opportunity here to really craft where the direction is going forward for you. For not just Scorpio season, but like for the year ahead, for the time ahead. Venus is also in a waning trine with Jupiter at this point. So she's coming off of her trine with Jupiter, but that's still lending this really nice energy and aspect and softness to that Mars opposing Jupiter, there's like pleasure involved here. So it should feel good. I think there's, even if you get like a hard truth delivered, it like puts you in a direction where, okay, like I'm going toward what feels good. And again, lots of water emotions here. So I'm, I'm pretty excited by the start of this, even though it might feel a little hard heading. We've had a lot of very, very heavy energy lately as we're recording this right now, just in the world. And I think people are just going through a lot. This eclipse that we just had in Libra has been very, very <laughs> dynamic. And and with that, the Sun, Mercury, and Mars are all coming off of their square to Pluto. So we've seen those Plutonic themes of conflict and war, destruction, like horrors that we're not ready to face. I don't think it's over yet. We're exposing this ugly side of humanity here, but it's, it's waning. So it may lend some resolution. Hopefully, it may lend some just a comp a conclusion to this or answers. We, we might be moving in a direction that feels like, okay, there's hope at the end of this, there's light at the end of this tunnel, but it's been a tough time. So I just want to lend some love out there to all of you going through this because it's, it's not a time to be trifled with and Scorpio it has a weight to it when it starts the season. So hopefully it is opening some doorways into some better future ahead for you. And pretty much right off the bat, we're going to have our lunar eclipse because we are in eclipse season on the 28th of October. This is at five degrees of Taurus. It's at 1.14 p.m. And at the same time, that's going to be when Mars and Mercury are going to be conjunct and opposing Jupiter directly. Like exactly. This is a massive lunar eclipse. <laughs> I am. I, I don't know if you guys are feeling excited or ready for this. This is right before, of course, Samhain Eve and Halloween. Oh, I mean, right. it's it's a big one to have at the end of this month. Oh my gosh! I get to go to a party on the twenty eighth. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, that is very on October twenty eighth. Mm -hmm. I hope to be in Coopville watching Practical Magic. Love that. That'll be I nice. know. I know. And it's in our moons, Corey. Taurus. Hey, oh. Yeah. In fact, okay. we're going to talk more specifically about where exactly okay. that is with you guys because you both oh. do have that Taurus moon. It's exciting. Oh. Yeah. Really big. I think, I mean, lunar eclipses are always times of huge emotion. So with any full moon, let alone an eclipse, lunar eclipse, this is really heightened emotion. And with all this Jupiter energy, there's so much Jupiter energy happening right now. Jupiter being in Taurus, 
There's been a lot of, I, I think everyone has seen in the news, Jupiter and Taurus, like I've heard this from other astrologers, so I'm not totally coming up with this originally, but just the fact that Jupiter and Taurus has brought to a lot of these protests and strikes and people rising up on behalf of themselves. We're seeing like movement on the ground, right? Taurus being earth energy and Jupiter lending some, hey, maybe let's take the risk and actually stand up for ourselves. So there's been a lot of this energy in the world. I think it'll be really interesting to see if this lunar eclipse brings some sort of a climax or maybe even a resolution to some of this. I definitely think the emotions are really big here. It's exciting. It's it's invigorating. It's passionate. But because of the intensity of this, it can be very overwhelming. It can go really, really deep because, again, we're dealing with sun in Scorpio <laughs> with this lunar eclipse in Taurus. Just take care of yourself, right? I think it, we might feel like invigorated to risk it all here. I talked earlier about that opposing Jupiter energy. It's I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to lay it on the table. I'm going to just do the thing. I'm going to take that jump. I'm going to take that leap. Know what the consequences are, especially with eclipse energy. This is a really big time. These are fateful moments, right? If you're going to do magic during this time, be ready for a potentially enormous result or a permanent result. Like it's, it's not a time to take things lightly. I think this is, this is serious, but it's also, I think we're all going to be a little buzzed. (laughs) Right before the holiday and just especially us witches like gearing up for this, it's going to feel like I'm ready to do the thing. So just again, be responsible, be, be, I don't want to be like, be overcautious and hide yourself in a corner. No, no, no. Take advantage of this energy. If you're feeling motivated to do it, go for it. it. It can really lend some fantastic results. It's just it's big. It's know the consequences of your actions. I think during sounds this time. like high stakes. It's kind yeah of stuff. Yeah, and it's I think like big it's, like big stakes. Yes, I would totally say that's spot on. So okay. that's the energy I'm seeing for this lunar eclipse. For myself, it's happening in my second house, <laughs> which I had to laugh. This is the house of money, finances, resources, like the physical home and like tangible items that I'm like that I find worth and and meaning in, and then also my own self worth, that kind of thing. And we're, we've been spending a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm like, I got I to gotta tone it down a little bit, but I have a feeling I'm going to have some st- spark of inspiration. Go spend the things. So we'll see. I'm going to try to temper myself, but it could, it could lend itself to looking really fabulous. And I have a maximalist decorating style, so I can't help myself. <laughs> and, and then Detta, it's going to be happening in your sixth house. And your this loose lunar eclipse for you is happening within a three-degree orb of your moon. So this is like oh. on your moon. Now, in the sixth house, this is everything that we do that's mundane and day-to-day work. This is your routines, your health, small pets. This is the workplace you go to. This is like your mundane daily tasks, your routines. Maybe if you're feeling motivated to change things up or or invest time in or just do something like around your home to spice up energy or something. I mean, you saying that you're going to be like in a cozy place, like watching practical magic, let yourself feel that out, right? Like, however that looks, just just I would say almost like escape into the fantasy of that and go and just do what feels good. Like, bring comfort to that moon and maybe just let out any emotions that need to be let out in a safe space, right? <laughs> in that privacy okay. and that comfort, right? And so, Corey, for you, you're going to a party. This is happening in your seventh house. And so this is all about building new relationships for you. This could be like a spark of something really exciting. This is the house of marriage, but it's also like contracts. And it's it's like 
business partnerships. So any kind of partnership. So if you have a partnership that you're like wanting to, I don't know, explode in a good way <laughs> at this place, or you're looking for some spicy like moment, like this could be like truly magical, I think. I hope that you have an amazing time at this party <laughs> and and be ready. I mean, like it's an eclipse. So you could really find or meet somebody here that ends up becoming a much bigger deal later on, right? If we think about that expansive energy of Jupiter, like I think because Jupiter is cohabitating this moon in Taurus. So it's it's really opening your world up. So maybe be on the lookout for somebody you meet. And that honestly goes for a everybody right now. Anybody you're meeting during eclipse season that might be new and like excites you a little bit and brings you some passion, that is something worth noting. I so recommend if you're going to journal in the year, like journal during eclipse seasons because you can go back and read and be like, wow, that really expanded for me in this very fateful way because these are faded moments. So I hope that you meet somebody fabulous or have like a fabulous start and all of you out there enjoy this lunar eclipse and please be safe out there. <laughs> I yes. wouldn't be a good astrologer if I didn't remind you that. <laughs> and then shortly after that, of course, just a couple days later, we have our wonderful Halloween, our Samhain Eve, and we're going to have Venus trine Uranus on this day, which is really beautiful. So we're coming off of this like crazy high energy blood moon <laughs> lunar eclipse and we're going to have Venus trine Uranus exact. So this is actually one of my most magical days and I kid you not like Samhain Eve Halloween is where it's at. I'm so excited. I think it's going to have a lot of really spicy energy. Mars and Mercury are still going to be opposing that Jupiter. So be careful of the over-exaggerating, over-committing, <laughs> over over all the over-stuff, all the exaggerated things. Just be aware of that and try not to do anything too risky, but, but also take some risk. Have the courage to do it. Say the thing. Do the moment. Like, whatever. <laughs> Go out there in your crazy outfit. Venus trine Uranus, there's like an attraction to things that are unique and different and weird. And it can really spark some kind of a, or give like a burst of inspiration and uh, excitement. I mean, there, I think this can be very revolutionary and surprising. And I think it's perfect timing with Scorpio season in conjunction with this because it takes the whole idea of like, macabre and spooky and dark and all the things that are terrifying about life, whether it be ghosts or murders, like in horror movies, that kind of thing. And it puts it in this like Venetian attractive light for a minute. And we can look at it like it's fun and it's playful. Um, we also have a Gemini moon that night. So there is a playfulness. There's like a childlike quality, a curiosity to this. So I, I just think it's it's awe-inspiring in a way what might come up here for Halloween maybe you just see something or get inspired to wear something or or say something or do something that's a little bit out of the box and I would encourage you to go for it so long as it's you know not going to cause anybody bodily harm <laughs> unless you're into that and you're a consenting adult I don't know I don't want I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life like you do you your honest energy is wild <laughs> but just I would also just caution as well this may be, sometimes this can look at like with a trine to Uranus, this can be like something that's catastrophic or cataclysmic that turns into an opportunity. So I think of it like a, a tree literally gets hit by lightning, falls through your house. Oh my God, that's terrible. But then you get to do that redesign project that you've been wanting to do and the insurance pays for it. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a weird opportunity that comes out of destruction here or like a sudden event. So again, be careful of earth energy sort of crumbling. We talked earlier in the year about that Uranus 
station direct or station retrograde, excuse me, when like trees were falling and there were like rock slides and earth slides. But again, something regarding earth might happen in a way that lends itself to a surprising or interesting opportunity perhaps even with that Venetian quality to create some beauty in your life. So just be aware that that might be the energy. It may not happen to you. It may happen to someone around you. I just want people to be safe out there. But I'm really excited and like relieved by this Halloween because we've had some kind of tough, tough transits on Halloween in recent years. And this one feels a little bit, certainly not without its risks, but like a little bit more just invigorating and Ooh, spicy. Like, I just feel like it, it's going to be a little bit lighter, I hope. So please be safe out there. But yes, this goes as one of my magical days. So if you're planning on doing a Samhain ritual on Samhain, a Halloween party, anything, go for it. This is such a magical day. So I think take advantage. And then we have a couple transits moving into November. So right off the bat, we're going to have the sun opposing Jupiter. So we had Mercury and we had Mars opposing Jupiter. Now we get the sun. So it's similar energy to earlier. This is on November 2nd. So we get this carrying through all this like Halloween, early November time. And there's like a radiance and a confidence with this. So just be careful of overinflating your ego or over-exaggerating, overestimating, overbearing. <laughs> but this only happens like once a year. So this is the time to step out into the spotlight and just do the damn thing. <laughs> like Take a chance on behalf of yourself here. Take the risk if it's something that you've been holding back or wanting to do. Just just go for it. And um, with that, like just two days later, we're going to have Saturn stationing direct. So this whole time, it's been slow, slow, slow in zero degrees Pisces, just stuck there. And now it's going to station direct, look like it's standing still in the sky and move forward. So what do we know about stations? The planet is its most powerful and potent. So Saturn has a really big influence on a lot of this. And that's why I'm like, with all this excitement and things happening, I see us as thinking about these things and taking into concept like the longer implications of this. Wow, this could really benefit me in a few months, in a few years. Wow, this could really grow into something more meaningful. Just thinking about investing the time and energy into something that's not immediate gratification, but is something to work for in the future. And there's an excitement around that. So I feel like Saturn going direct is just sort of adding more power to this. But I also want to ask you, so Saturn stationed retrograde back on June 18th in Pisces. So what have you learned since then? Like Saturnian themes, right? Like how have your structures changed, your schedule, your self-discipline, your discipline with others? Um, How have your boundaries changed? What lessons around authority, your own authority and other authority, how you relate to authority and like constriction. How is, how is that shape like shaped and shifted in the last couple of months? And then also what was happening between March 7th and 15th for you? Because that was the last time Saturn was at zero degrees Pisces when it entered Pisces back in March. So what is the path that you're moving on forward now? And really, again, thinking about Saturn, that Lord of time, this is the long-term goal. This is the the far reaching out. This is, again, putting aside the instant gratification for building something with endurance, like going forward. So I think Saturn's just going to have a really heavy influence here. Again, being in Pisces, it's a little bit sobering. It's a little bit weighted. It feels like a wet blanket <laughs> or like a, a rain cloud or like a rain cloud. So be aware. It's easy to get caught up in the emotion of that and feel a little bit down. But I think try to try to see what you've gained from this time and move towards like the future with those gifts that you've received. 
and and try to lighten yourself out of this. But I'm hoping that as Saturn is moving forward again, that we feel like, okay, these larger planets are finally moving forward. There's some actual progress happening because I know it feels like we've had a lot of movement and noise and energy, but nothing's actually moving forward. And that's because all those way out there planets are still moving retrograde. So it's like that undercurrent that we can't, we're paddling as hard as we can up top, but those larger planets are pulling us under that current. So just be aware, we're going to start moving forward (laughs) through the mud, (laughs) step by step, I think, as we're as we're trotting through Scorpio season. So shortly after that, we have Venus moving into Libra. Oh my goodness, this is going to feel so much better. (laughs) Venus has been over there in Virgo. No hate to my Venus and Virgo people, but she's a bit overcritical when she's in Virgo. She's a little bit like, you don't want to mess with her because she's going to point out all the things you did wrong before she maybe helps you. (laughs) When she moves into Libra, this is a much happier placement for her. This is her domicile. This is the this is the sign she rules. So there's more of just this focus and lightness around beauty and music and art and just appreciation for like good conversation, clear communication in relationships, building healthy relationships is more emphasized. There's a more again, like bringing in peace and harmony here. And of course, justice as well, like moving toward a desire for justice and promoting justice, attracting justice, whatever that looks like to you. So I'm happy to see that. And shortly after that, just two days later, Mercury is going to move into Sagittarius on November 10th. We've got a lot of tone shifts here. Again, like last month, we had a lot of that. This month, we do too. But this is more on the just on the lighter side, because Mercury moving into Sagittarius, this is not where he's the most, I don't want to say comfortable, because I think Mercury can be comfortable anywhere. He's a bit of a shape shifter in that sense. He can put on whatever hat he needs to act the part. But Sagittarius, he tends to get a little over-exaggerated. He tends to over-inflate his ego a little bit because he's got that influence of a Jupiter-ruled sign. He can tend to get a little too caught up in the really big picture and tell the really big story. And they're like, did that really happen? Or there, a lot of these details seem a little bit made up. <laughs> but it's a fun, it's, it's a more just like, jubilant energy here there's a curiosity and an energy around wanting like bigger and better all the time moving towards something exciting and fun so i really feel like the start of november has this like far-reaching like hope sort of overtone with it which is exciting and there's what's interesting too is there's a lot of jupiter influence in the sky at this time and like even more so as we move further into the season And Jupiter is over there in retrograde. So you may find yourself having to rephrase, redo, fix communication, lots of do-overs here. But it's all in the spirit of, oh, oops, that happened. (laughs) Because it's Jupiter. I guess I'll do it again. (laughs) That kind of thing. Or, oh, I'm sorry, I made that mistake. Let me clarify. And then we move forward together. Once we've re-clarified ourselves and done that, it's done in the spirit of lightness. It's not meant to be, at least I think most of us will take it that way. Like, okay, sorry, my bad, we'll move on. And then there's a do-over effect, but there's just sort of more of a lightness to it overall. Um, it's not so serious, especially energy in Sagittarius. Sagittarius does not want to be serious. They want to move forward and get the thing done and have the dream and do the vision and and think long-term and get excited about it and get everyone else like on board. <laughs> so there's not as much, oh, we have to belabor this. Sagittarius is not about belaboring things <laughs> if they can if they can help it. Mercury, I feel like really is going to just enliven us in this early November period. And with Venus over there in Libra, Saturn finally moving direct, there is this like 
hope towards the future. And that brings us to the new moon at 20 degrees Scorpio on November 13th. This is at 1.27 a.m. Pacific time. And this moon is opposing Uranus direct. Oh my God. (laughs) So this can feel... I mean, we think about Uranian energy, right? So this is a lot of explosive, impulsive, destructive energy. This is like wanting not just like a new start, but to like to wipe the slate completely clean throughout everything and start over. And I'm going to destroy what I've done in the past so I can move forward. So I feel like with this new moon, because there's been all this lead up of energy, it might feel like something's been brewing underneath the surface here and suddenly like a volcano, it's ready to just boil over and explode. Okay, I'm starting now. <laughs> I, I want to transform now. <laughs> There's an instantaneous quality with Uranus that wants immediacy and like a flash of just right this second and then it's gone, right? So we might feel really just inspired suddenly to do the thing, but then that energy dissipates quickly. It's it's instantaneous. It's like an amputation. It's fast. It's clean. Be wary that if you're going to throw everything out, is that really what you want to do? I just, I want to caution against any too extreme amount of transformation. If, if there's any seed of doubt there, like maybe take a second look at it, get a second opinion. We have a really beautiful relationship between Venus and Mercury at this time. So I would encourage you to like use that relationship in sextile. It's a great place to communicate this with your close relationships. Like, what do they think about the idea? Get some feedback. Hold what's constructive and find the truth of whatever it is you're feeling before you go forward. And then if you're ready to do it, go for it. This is a fantastic clean break energy. This is this is like starting fresh, totally. It can feel like a little bit unstable. It can feel unusual. Again, your radiant energy is always eccentric. So it might feel like it's coming out of left field here or, oh, I never thought of that, but this is the perfect solution. I have to go forward now. (laughs) And so it's like I said, just be cautious around what it is you're eradicating in the hopes of this new start. Is it worth throwing it all away? But if it's going toward a transformation, this is a new moon in Scorpio. The Scorpio part of our chart is the deepest, most transformative place we have. These are big implications, but there's a desire to rise from the ashes here. So if it's time, then go for it. Like this is that opportunity. It's just, there's a lot of energy. I feel like that energy goes perfect with what's going on with the eclipses and what I'm still feeling. We're recording the day after the solar eclipse, everyone. I'm still feeling exactly what you're saying. So, yes, I'm ready to just and and I do I want it to happen right away. Oh, okay, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I think just, I mean just know the consequences, right? Like I'm not yeah, here to tell anybody yeah. don't do something. I just I, I I would hate for someone to go for it, you know, because I said so, and yeah. then go, oh gosh, I should have been more careful what I wish for. And of course, the eclipses can bring that energy up as well. Uh, so I, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I recently received an opportunity for something and I was feeling some kind of feelings about it and knowing all of the dates coming up that coincide with that thing, I'm feeling a little bit more, it is a good thing I have said yes to this thing. Mm, That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because I was having a lot of feelings about it and some of them were complicated and hard. (laughs) And the truth is not cut and dry all the time it's it can be complicated and hard and 
I think it's worth, it's really worth like finding the truth about whatever situation you're in here and facing that head on and bravely. But if the truth is like, you've made this decision, you're on this new path and this is what you're meant to do, despite the challenges, then, then good. That's, that's what it should be. (laughs) Do I have to face it bravely or can I face it? Like a chicken shit. (laughs) Also. Is that allowed? I think that's allowed. I think. I okay, think cool. You can do it. You can, you can, can I do it. both? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> either okay. way, you're going to find out. Yeah. Bravery is being afraid and doing it anyway. Exactly. LOL. I'm now, I'm now a talking meme. I there we go. It. <laughs> but it's true. It is but true. But it's also true. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Mercury and Sagittarius is like the perfect placement for the talking meme actually because there's like truth in it but it's like with delivered with humor and like a little bit of sarcasm (laughs) i love it yeah i love it yeah so we love all of this so for myself this is happening this is happening on my pluto exactly in my eighth house so what's up scorpio and pluto Mm. (laughs) i mean excuse excuse me what's up pluto and scorpio generation (laughs) hi (laughs) that's a lot of us in the mid 90s that were born early and mid 90s so the wherever your pluto is it's at 20 degrees scorpio this this eclipse or excuse me this is not an eclipse this is a new moon where is my brain and so just be ready for all of you with pluto in those degrees of scorpio so that's going to be fun i have eighth house is all about literally the phoenix rising from the ashes and around this year i get really purgy like i throw everything out i'm just like i'm done with this i don't need this wardrobe anymore i don't need all these memories anymore i don't need so i'm a little okay slow down (laughs) hold up (laughs) so we'll see how that all goes Corey. this is happening actually both of you guys this is happening in your first house you guys both have scorpio in your first house get ready because <laughs> this is the house of the body, the house of the self, the house of like how you're portraying yourself out in the world, your individual like persona, your individual, just the way that you like approach everything. That's more your rising sign. And Detta, for you, it is five degrees from your ascendant. So this is truly like, how are you presenting yourself in the world? But being that first house of body, I think there's a lot that physically that you should be aware of with this moon just to sort of <laughs> is it I, i'm getting some some really great reactions from detta right now detta coming wow. into her caliac era you did see all those reactions i'm really excited about all of this very excited marvelous oh my gosh i can't just wait to see what it has in store because of course all of us will know because <laughs> it's on that ascendant for you so we'll eventually find out what you're planning but for all of you out there i think this is this is a really exciting new moon and we i mean it sounds like we're already feeling some of this energy and again like that whole it's been brewing underneath the surface and then it finally boils over and just like flash right and so this may be that new moon for you. And again, be safe out there. Be cautious of what you're throwing out <laughs> if you're throwing things out. But I hope it brings a beautiful new start and lots lots of juicy, delicious manifesting. And then following this, we have this like crazy like five-day period. This is I'm considering this between November 15th and 20th, where this energy is the strongest. We're going to have Sun conjunct Mars. This is a once in a every two-year transit that happens. It's like a new moon in the initiation and new beginnings part of it but this is the sun and mars in relationship 
And then it's going to be opposing Uranus, but it's also going to be trine Neptune and sextile Pluto. So what does this all mean? First, let me tell you, November 18th, so right in the middle of this, this is my magical day. I'm going to talk about this right now because this is uh, Mars and the sun at 25 degrees Scorpio. They're initiating this new cycle. So this is around like, where is your energy going? What do you want to win at? What are your new pursuits that you're headed towards? What are you passionate about? The moon is going to be in a really deep place with Pluto. So this is coming from like the wells of our subconscious, maybe even our unconscious that's been like pushing us into this like dynamic direction that we want to go toward. This can be really exciting energy around like sex and relationships too. Mars rules over sex. Mm. So it can be an expression of that as well. And there's lots of rewards here with it, with this beginning of this new cycle that are potential. So long as you're channeling your energy towards like your passion rather than an uncontrolled like aggression, right? We, we want to channel this energy into a place that is powerful and meaningful for us. However, that appears for you. So like I said, think of this kind of like a new moon energy, but it's with sun and Mars. And see if you can find 25 degrees of Scorpio in your chart, wherever that house is that it's falling in, this is lending itself to that place. Really exciting. We're going to have this cycle. It's going to last, like I said, just over two years, and it will not happen again until January of 2026. So I think it's exciting. (laughs) And I'm seeing this as a really magical day. Like I said, the moon's in a really cool place. We have these cool, like this, this relationship with Neptune, I feel is bringing in this ability to speak to spirit directly or angels or just like other beings and aliens. There's a real like fantasy, like whatever that fantasy of the future or what you want to dream up for yourself, this transformation, it's real. It can be there and you can channel into that. Did you say 25 degrees? Yes. So it's like just barely, barely, barely in my second house, like just right across the line. I would probably consider that both your first and second house energy, which is a really great placement considering that's she's like... She's got two houses. She's got two houses, right? <laughs> this is where like the the whole cusp thing actually comes into play here. Because if, if you think that you were born on a cusp of, of one or the other sun sign, it's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to break it to you. You're not an almost Pisces. You are an Aquarius. You are not an almost Taurus. You are a Gemini. There's no such thing as cusps. However, when it comes to houses... This can be a little bit more of a gray zone because there's lots of different house systems and they can play over. So I would say, Corey, for you, this is going to feel like both first and second house. So this is first house, like your, again, your physical body, how you're showing up, how you're moving your energy. Again, like all to do with your health, although not so much health routines, more just like the health of your physical body and like how you are approaching everything in your life and how you're showing up physically. And then the second house is like your self-worth, your resources, your money. So those two things are a really nice marriage together, I think. And that's going to be very, very pivotal for you. And then Dada, this is still happening like right near your ascendant. So really about how you are going out and showing yourself into the world oh. and and so still in the first everything. house. Yes. For you, it's happening in wow. your first house. This is just a couple degrees off of that new moon. So I really look at this new moon as like the energy is all getting swept up into this Mars conjunction. So there's just a lot of passion and drive here. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's why I think, you know, specifically when this goes exact on November 18th, this is I'm considering this such a powerful day. Like if you can't do your new moon magic, do this on November 18th. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like all of this Sagittarius energy about 
Sagittarius wants to learn new things and and gain more knowledge, gain truth, and then all this scorpionic like diving into the depths of Pluto. This is bringing up for me like wanting to take some magical classes around like shadow work and diving into what I need to undo like the self-sabotage within myself or or even just putting together like all of my magical practices into one place that I can learn from and maybe taking some guided meditations or just taking a course to expand my knowledge in this realm. And I was thinking this is such the perfect thing for you guys because you are doing this like book of shadows class. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are. are. It's going to be really fun. I'm very excited about it. We, at the time of this recording, we have six people who are signed up and we've got a limit of 10. So if we're not full and you're hearing this, it is not too late, at least right now. At least right now. (laughs) I'm excited about it as well. We're going to be doing some really, really deep diving. And also around November 18th, actually, I'll be launching a class on breathwork and magic oh, and how to incorporate breathwork in your magic. That's a much shorter class. It's only four classes. And there are going to be lots of things coming out this year. I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really excited to be in the community. And I think Corey is too. I Sounds think like. so. Yeah. I've also already started gathering my craft supplies for oh, the know, Shadows right. class. Me too. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. I got yeah. this beautiful book that's a it's an agricultural report from the late 1800s. Wow. And so it's already got all these cool botanical illustrations and stuff in it of plants. Holy That's crap. awesome. And it's rad. Wow. I cleansed the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Cool, Conowin. That's awesome. Okay. Ba- and back to Conowin. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of back to Conowin... There's a class that I'm going to be taking with you. Yeah, can same. You, can you tell us about the 12 spells? Oh, goodness. <laughs> for each zodiac? It's for each zodiac sign or so each I have, month throughout the year? I have a spell for each zodiac sign. So one. So there's 12 spells total. This is actually a course that's been available on conowinmore.com and... This is my sun sign course. So it's really friendly to new beginning like astrologers, people that are not as, I guess, versed in all the bits of astrology because it goes into each zodiac sign and where the sun lies in that. But I also, it what's different about it is just that it's really around a magical practice. So I'm not just yeah. talking about these are the qualities of an Aries, this is the quality of a Gemini. This is also what crystals are associated with each zodiac sign, what plants and herbs are associated And then there are spells to work with manifesting for this energy for all of either the sun sign ingresses or the moon ingresses, like all your new moons, because of course we have a new moon per sign every year. So that energy is in there as well. And I have a handout. It's like a PDF. And then it's an hour long course that you can download and have forever. So that's all available right now on my website. And what's exciting is in the next year, I already have a moon class written and done that will be available as well. And that comes with more magic. That's got a really interesting, it's like a spell builder. So you can apply it to Mm -hmm. any, any transit at all and just take the energy and then turn it into what spell like workshop that you want to that you want to do so you can pretty much take any transit going on the ones that i'm talking about here you can see all the transits that i talk about on my instagram um which is just at kano and more and yeah they they create their own spell if you will 
with the spell builder. So that's going to be coming out uh, in 2024. I'm going to have a 2024 transits class like I try to do every year now. Um, of course, I'll be sharing the forecast here, but that class, if you can come in person, it'll be an opportunity for me to do a mini reading for you. So we're going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm hopefully going to start readings as well in 2024. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening because I'm done being pregnant, y'all. <laughs> How lucky are we that we get Conowin around to do our yearly forecast? So lucky. I love doing so it. Lucky. It's so fun. And y'all, Corey and I have both done readings with Conowin. Oh, yeah. I do. She's brilliant. Whenever she brilliant. she'll let me, I'll do one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my website yeah. is getting a little bit of a facelift in the next few months. So I'm hoping that readings will get rolled out and you can book time with me on a calendar. Mm-hmm. Don't look for it until 2024 just because we're still we're still over yeah. here in infant land, but we're, we're getting real close. But those yeah, courses I, I, will be available. I pushed her a little bit because she mentioned classes and shouted us out. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I love you all. I really strongly believe in continuing education for witches. I... Yes. I take classes all the time, even if I think to myself, oh, I know that. I don't. And I always learn something new and see stuff from a different perspective, or I totally gel and feel validated. I, so classes, I think, are really important. And it's also a great way to build community. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited about the 12 spells because, of course, tell me if I'm wrong on this, Conowin. Since you're doing it for each zodiac sign, that means we can use whatever zodiac signs are in certain moons and houses and suns. And so, like, I can work with my big three. Absolutely. With your cl- yeah. See. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm 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 done. I'm done. But <laughs> yes, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, and I would say that so the excited. the spells are really geared toward the new moons in each sign, initiating new energy and. But they can be used at any point, honestly. Some of them are definitely more Love around it. new beginnings, but I think that they're they're applicable to our transits within all 12 signs. But there's lots more in there as well, lots more general information too. Again, it's really beginner-friendly, that course. It's, it's called What's Your Sign? <laughs> and it's on my website. And it's mostly around sun sign, but it's really astrology meets magical practice. That's great. I'd, I'd love for any of you to take it. Thank you so much, guys, for shouting me out there. <laughs> <laughs> And I cannot wait to like do your Book of Shadows course. Oh my goodness. And Breathwork, how perfect for that time. Because just the energy around the end of this this Scorpio season is really lending itself, I think, to th- this kind of study and work. I encourage you all to go out there and be a part of this community through courses because there's so much out there. It's very exciting. What a time we live in. And really, that kind of brings us to the sun moving into Sagittarius at on November 22nd. That'll be the end of Scorpio season. We'll move into Sag season. And yeah, that'll happen at 6.03 a.m. So that's the season, folks. But I, I think there's a lot of really, again, dynamic like potential here, especially at the end of the season. So exciting. <laughs> you mentioned the magical day of the 18th. Yes. Are there any other magical days we should be aware of? Honestly, Samhain. I, I see Samhain okay. as being a huge one. So those are my okay. top two. There, There is a lot of, again, with all the Uranian energy, there's a lot of tough or potential surprises and shocks here. So just be aware. But I think that in terms of really manifesting something exciting or just enjoying space and time, this is a great time for Venus magic and attracting things to you and 
with all the water, this is a lot of deep feeling, a lot of Pluto here too. So going into shadow work, like that's, I, this is a magical time of year for a reason. And of course, like with Samhain too, connecting with ancestors is huge. Neptune is in really lovely placements, I think, throughout the whole month. We're not getting a lot of oppositions like we did in Virgo season. <laughs> no, we hate to Virgo season, but that was a lot. <laughs> so to ne- my friends out there, also to that point of Samhain, to my friends out there celebrating Dia de, Muerto, yes. Dia de los Muertos, sorry, my mouth is so caffeinated right now that the fact that words are coming out at all is shocking. <laughs> To all my friends out there celebrating Dia de los Muertos, November 2nd is that you talked a lot about November 2nd. So, like, keep an eye there and let that sort of bolster your connection and your celebration to your loved ones and your ancestors. Thank you so much, Conowin. As always, it's such a gift to have you here. I, as Corey was saying earlier, we're just so lucky to have you. Thank you. I love being here. It's so fun mm-hmm. sharing whatever I'm getting from the stars down with you. And I'm so glad that it resonates. <laughs> oh, always. Always. Oh, and don't forget, everybody, if you check out our shop on Redbubble, you can get your very own Conowin's Corner merch. Woo-hoo! So please Which go check that boggles out. Boggles my mind that that even we exists. We released so thank it you. on Mabon. On the Equinox, and we also released our Super Unfortunate Bitch Figure merch, so please go check that out. But, of course, obviously first, get your Conowin's Corner merch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to get my blanket. I gotta yeah, set get yourself, up my Conowin's Corner in my house. I, I need a few Conowin's Get yourself Corner. a tote, get yourself a blankie, get yourself like a cute mug. Everybody, until next time, be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.